Hey everyone, and welcome to the Three Drinks In podcast, episode number two hundred and thirty-nine. I'm your host Vince. Over there is your host Phil. Hey, hey, there he is. In this episode, we are talking about the new Adam Sandler Netflix movie Hustle, starring a bunch of guys from the NBA. But before we do that, we want to ask you to please stop right now and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Please try to leave us a five-star rating or even a review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 3 Pod. You can like us on Facebook. You can email us at 3 at gmail.com. And if you want to buy 3 Drinks In Podcast merch, you can do so at tpublic.com. So please go ahead and do all of those things. Do it now. Now. <laughs> We'll be here when you're done. Yeah, probably. Yes. All right. Yeah, I actually had to text my friends who will literally record basketball games and watch them later um, if these people were real people. I'm like, are these people players? Do I know these people? I mean, I don't know them. But they're like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is a real player and so is this guy. It's like, I had no idea. They're all very dull. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sitting there going like they're all too tall and too good at this to be, you know, because like I don't know, like what are some sports that you don't have to be able to play to play them on TV? Baseball, baseball. That's sort of like soccer. Soccer, yeah. Although the guys in Ted Lasso do a pretty good job. Of, you know, yeah, there's, there's ways of fudging yeah. it. I mean, the one of those uh, YouTube guys that I've been into, uh, Patrick Willems, he has a whole thing about why baseball is the best sports movie or best m- movie for sports ever, which is I think it's true for a bunch of reasons he, he a bunch of reasons he lays out. But the primary one, which I don't know if he actually mentioned, is that anybody can pretend to play baseball. <laughs> it's just like uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's easier to fight like. If you watch like a hockey movie, it you can cover their faces with helmets, but you know you need to have a few shots in there where they're actually on the ice skating. And if you don't know how to skate, it's hard to fake that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you'd be really clumsy out there. I mean, the rest of it, like the skating, is the one thing you can't get past. The rest of it, hockey happens so quickly that you can kind of get away with, you know moving the camera you know in that kind of shaky handheld way and like look they're really doing it. like it, it you yeah. can fudge it that way but and the, can, can you you can fake football right oh yeah you can fake football easily because football is like one of those things where it's just like it's such a blur a lot of yelling and positioning and then a lot of it insane like insane chaos happens and then yeah and then you just show a close-up of the guy on the ground already you're like yeah, all right <laughs> You got sacked, I guess, or whatever it is. But I don't think you can really do it very well in basketball. It's like playing the piano. Like, you can't fake playing the piano. It's really hard to do that. And so, yeah, this is not one that... that, Because the game is just slow enough that... And, like, the the object that all the people are engaged with is, is sufficiently large enough that your eye doesn't miss it like a puck. You know, or it doesn't get lost in a scrum like a you know, you know, like a soccer ball or a basketball. It's you know, it's in a tight space. It's just not an easy thing to do. So that you kind of have to get professionals 
to do it, which is why the movie Hoosiers really is kind of underrated in terms of its like technical prowess. Because like that's you know it's it's a great movie, but like it's hard to film kids playing basketball and make it look good. And also like making a basket, you know, I guess you can CGI that, but you can CGI somebody hitting a baseball a lot easier. Well, yeah, I mean, golf is like that too, you know. Yeah, it's easy to to fudge that sort of thing. But yeah, how many great golf movies are there? Well, golf is dumb, but whatever. <laughs> it's not true. I like golf. It's extremely relaxing. <laughs> okay, you can like dumb things. It's still dumb. It's <laughs> a dumb sport. Yeah. So, so what do you think of Hustle? Hustle, starring Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah. Who is just a delight. I'm sorry. Just going to throw that in there. She's okay. I, I was so excited to see her. I was like, oh, She's look. like Tony Danza. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's always just, it's like, oh, it's Queen Latifah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. She, who she, she's she, playing, you know. She, she, she can't not be Queen Latifah. Although, sidebar, Tony Danza played a really different kind of character in that movie Don John's Addiction or Don John. Oh, the movie no one saw? Oh. Yeah, which was a shame because that was actually a really good movie. Um, But yeah, he, he plays uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's dad in that movie. And he plays a very unlikable character, which is a very un-Tony Danza. Like, he was just the nicest guy in the world in like 1984, 1988. But um, anyway, you were saying. Um, I... I thought the movie was fine. It was good. It was entertaining enough. Um, it, it reminded me of the Scout. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with um, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks and Brendan Fraser, which is Diane Weist, and and it, that's it's an extreme example of a comedy where like he finds some nobody in the middle of nowhere who's basically a baseball god. Like he can pitch like Babe Ruth and then also hit like Babe Ruth. <laughs> like he could do absolutely everything and he gets him on the Yankees and he's a basket case mentally and they have to, you know, fix him. He, yeah, um, he's, he's, he's the white, um, Otani. Yeah. Basically. You know, and, and, and this was like that too, in that like, here's the guy who's, who's so good and it starts off that way where I'm like, is this guy supposed to be like this guy where he's amazing? Um, it turned into more of a realistic thing after that, where you know he he's still a raw player, and they had to bring him over to America and and deal with you know NBA players and things like that. Um, I thought Adam Sandler was pretty good. Adam Sandler doesn't get a lot of credit sometimes because before this, he put out you know eight other garbage films that no one can sit through. Um, they're basically prepaid vacations for him and his friends. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason they set all of his movies in Hawaii, um, but but he, when he wants to be good, he he can be very good. You know, he can play these like nebbish kind of annoying characters that that are endearing all the same. So he's very good at that kind of thing. You know, um, uh, you know, it was okay. It was a good way to kill two hours. It wasn't perfect. There were some parts where I was like a little confused, but. Um, yeah, it was okay. What do you think? Conf- confused? Which which I, parts had you confused? 
Well, we're gonna just so I, jump I, in. I found, I found it very straightforward. Well, I mean, it's obviously straightforward. It's uh, it's that kind of thing. But like, there are certain parts, mostly with Ben Foster's character, that just sort of like disappear or get left out. Where I was like, I don't or or unexplained. You know, I'll give you an example. So like, this is not Ben Foster's character. He's trying to get his buddy into the combine, which is like the talent showcase for the players who want to be in the NBA. And he cannot get him in. Like no one will give the guy a chance and put him on the list. And you, you see him like, at you know, Adam Sandler's character. He's a scout for the NBA for the Sixers at one point. And he's calling everyone he knows. How come you can't get my guy? I'm calling for a favor. I've never asked for a favor in my life. You know, and he's like screaming into his phone. And I'm sitting here like, this is a little strange because through most of the movie, everyone really likes him. Like they understand that he's, he's a talented, good guy who really knows his stuff, you know? And then one guy calls and gets him like an extra audition, not the combine or whatever it is, some, some other thing. But between those scenes, you know, he can't get anyone to help him. And even after that, everyone is his best friend. He knows what he's doing. Give him a job as assistant coach. I was like, wait a minute. What? what <laughs> okay yeah i see like yeah so like the manufactured obstacles that really didn't didn't make a lot of sense considering the way the character was set up yeah it was just yeah and it happens at the end with because he works for the 76ers as a scout he hates being a scout he wants to be a manager and was that robert oh. duvall like, yeah God. robert yeah robert duvall makes him the assistant you know, after all this time. And then he dies that night. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right? Like, he, he drops dead without saying anything to anybody. He hears it on the radio, you know, sports fan just calls in to let you know that Robert Duvall dropped dead. Which is going to happen one day because he keeps showing up in these movies and one day he'll just die and we're not going to get any more Ro- Ro- Robert Duvall cameos. Uh, yeah. And so... <laughs> so um his he has two he has a daughter and a son and the son ends up taking over the team um you know he's like i'm gonna be very hands-on and he doesn't like adam sandler they don't get along so he demotes him back to scout and he's the main obstacle of the movie where like he won't take adam sandler's guy you know like mostly out of some sort of personal grudge i I suppose and then at the end of the movie the daughter goes like well i'm taking over because my brother made such a mess of everything and now i want to have you back as the as the manager or coach assistant coach and and all is fixed and i'm sitting here like really that was convenient you know like it was it was expressed that ben foster's character wasn't very good or like didn't really know what he was doing but he tanked the team in in a month and a half and now she has to take over (laughs) Everything happens in a very short period of time. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Like, he's not even there to say, like, I got my comeuppance and now I have grudging respect for you. Like, he doesn't make another entrance in the movie after that. No, he just he just vanishes. It was like they had to just sort of wrap it up. And they were like, all right, let's just have her do it instead. And and she likes him, so it's fine now. I was like, well, that's, that's odd. I, I really found that jarring. I was like, oh, okay, movie's done. You know? Yeah, there were little scenes like that here and there where like they'd skip something, and I was like, "What? 
because the montage scenes went on for 20 minutes. <laughs> I actually looked at my watch. I'm like, this is the longest training montage I've ever seen. I think there was one where like, like they like they paused and then kept going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, they took a break. I thought there'd be like, okay, well now we'll have like a talkie scene. No nope, more montage. No nope, more montage. And like, he only has a month and a half with him or something. I'm like, Rocky didn't train this long. <laughs> and he had a, a shorter montage than anyone. Yeah. What did you think? Um, it was fine. Um, I so here's the thing about Adam Sandler. I like Adam Sandler as a performer a lot. I tend not to like the movies and like well, I guess he has many TV shows, but like I, I tend not to like the movies he makes. I like Happy Gilmore. I don't like Big Daddy. I don't like. Um, What's uh, 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 Billy Madison? That was just, you know, it was too sort of like, you know, juvenile stupid for me at the time. But, you know, Happy Gilmore is, you know, speaking of golf movies, that's a golf movie. (laughs) What's a a good golf movie? That's a great movie. Um, because he's funny and he's charming and he has a character and he has like there's a clear clear goal in that movie and it's not a typical like it's not it's not it's it's an atypical sports movie but at the same time it hits all the beats of a good sports movie um but all like other like I just he's not he doesn't either I don't know if it's, it just doesn't make good choices or whatever but like he doesn't make movies I like but he's really fun to watch and he's very engaging <coughs> and like I really didn't like um what was that movie uh, uncut gems we saw but I could recognize that he was good in it he was doing a thing that was really hard and he's like any good comedian he's also a really good straight actor as far as like just he, he can play it straight he he can bring a lot, a lot of energy to that I tend to like it when you take it some somebody who's funny and give them a serious role it just it just works it doesn't work the other way around at all, but it works here. Um, so on the whole, though, this was probably my second favorite Adam Sandler movie. This is saying nothing, but like it's just but he's really good. And he elevates this movie through sheer personality and talent, whereas like you put anybody else in this role, I, you know, I'm not quite sure who makes this work, who isn't already like a giant like anyone le- less talented than him, this movie is just kind of a boring flop that could be like one of those like B movie Sharknado things, but was super serious. Like because all the guys who are NBA stars who are in, who are, who are in the movie are really boring because they're not actors and they're doing they're their best, actors. you know. Yeah. And like I loved this the scene when he brings his mother and daughter to the hotel as a, as a surprise and what's his reaction to seeing her as he jumps in the pool with his clothes on like that that yeah. that got me you know because it was just so much emotion there mm-hmm. and like that's and granted like that's not so much acting as it's good direction <laughs> like here just jump in the fucking pool and yeah you the, know. the directing was good throughout yeah because you could get enough with like like in the beginning when he you you show him 
being a scout and he's going through everywhere in Europe, you know, he's in Spain, he's in Germany, he's in Russia, you know, and everything is communicated very well in that like all he ever eats is fast food, you know, and then like everywhere he stays is not the worst hotel, but they're also not great. Like he's still sleeping in, you know, queen size beds that have been used a thousand times and things like that. You know, he goes to, they, they send him on goose chases in some places because he goes to see people who clearly aren't good enough. And he's like, oh, what a waste of time this was. And then when he gets home back to Philadelphia, his parking spot is like as far as it can be from the front office. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not full. Like it's not the season. So he could park closer, but he doesn't, you know, which I was like, that's a really good detail to show that he's. Yeah. And he walks past the like the, the Ferraris and Lamborghinis yeah, to get to he, the he's doing okay but like he's not he's not the kind of guy that's going to break a rule but he doesn't do as well as he'd like to I'm like, yeah, okay that, yeah. that's important that stuff is good you know and and he's carrying pretty much the whole movie on his shoulders yeah. so he has to be that kind of guy that you you like and root for at the same time you know like his character in uncut gems was awful but it was like this, it was like too much Adam Sandler dialed up to 11, where it's just like, all I remember from that movie is that he wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> yeah, just, it was a badly written movie. It was it a was, noisy movie where I was like, he just needs to stop. But that was the way he was. Like, he was supposed to be like that. That's why he gets his head blown off at the end or whatever. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You know? Yeah. And like, but so like, this was. I mean, and I say this was fine because it really was just very, very predictable. And I don't know that it's necessarily bad writing. I don't really know. Like it's look, the sports movie is hard. Rocky really screwed everybody when when that got made. Like there's really like the only other movie that I saw that I kind of think is a little is just different enough it's like so going back again to this guy patrick williams he he did a, a different video about the, the 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 musical biopic and why it is the most predictable and boring genre of all the genres of film that there are and you know he, he talks about uh, the uh, walk hard the dewey cox story and how that basically just put the nail in the coffin for the for the yeah. for like your basic music biopic, no, I, I I never saw that, but he said like it's the Austin Powers of of biopics because it's yeah. like once you've seen it, you're like, well, now I can never watch another one because I saw right. it, it was like it's 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 every it's every one of those mixed together. It's yeah, it just, it just hits every single beat without you know you know it's just it's like it's like when you're drunk driving and you're like you're just gonna hit all the cones that are going yeah. around the the, uh, the helix to get on the bridge in the wheel you know? yeah seriously and so and like as he was going over like all, like just the basic plot structure of a music biopic i was like yeah, and i haven't seen too many but the ones i've seen like yeah well that, that happened and then that happened and then this happened and like they're all like that they're completely it's just there's not one that differentiates from that and they think that the subject matter and the music is enough to do it to get an audience and they're not wrong because people do show up and they keep making them but with sports movies like you've got even less to sort of hang your hat on like 
you don't get anyone to see a sports movie because of the sport or because like it's going to be a great sports movie. You get them to come see it because it's going to have a certain actor in it. It's got, you know, here's a comedy actor in a serious role. Here's you know, whatever, because Rocky just broke the mold when it said, like, you can have the guy not win, and yet you get the catharsis that you need at the end of a sports movie. Like, yeah, the one well, that, 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 that one movie, um, The Fighter, which was the David O. Russell film, and you hate him, and I, I usually do I too. Movie was but, horrible. <laughs> and, like, that's sort of a different sports movie in the sense that, like, it's really not about that. It's about this wildly dysfunctional family and how one of the brothers is a crackhead and about their journey as people to help the one of the brothers do better in boxing. And it's I, I find it more interesting. I also think that Mar- that Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale are really great in that movie. And it's the least David O. Russell of the David O. Russell movies. But at the end... You still have to have a fight. It still has to be, and like it still has to go down the same way. You can't do it another way because you can't just remake Rocky. You know, there's no other way to do it, and so it it falls into that trap. It's 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 unavoidable. So this movie was just it was just very predictable. I knew all the beats. I could watch this movie at work today <coughs> when I was just kind of cleaning up my classroom and doing other things, like. I really didn't have to pay attention because I kind of knew what was going to happen. You know, he would find the guy, he'd bring him back. Nobody wants to give him the a chance. He gets a chance, he blows it. He gets another one. He like it just like one more obstacle after another until like it it all has to you know come up roses at the end. Like there's not going to be any kind of a real. Risk. I. I mean, I'm. I'm not even saying that I could even think of one that would make it interesting. But like, there's the ultimate problem with it is that there's no sacrifice in the movie. Like, that's that's ultimately what what the you know what 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 you could do that they don't do. Maybe maybe elevate it a little higher is that there's no sacrifice in the story he doesn't he doesn't give up anything neither character does they get a little vulnerable i mean the guy's weakness is like you're mean to his mom or his daughter like that's but he gets over that and everything comes up you know roses and it's just like okay fine it's fun it's entertaining like you said like but it doesn't you know when i kept seeing oh adam sanders great in this new movie on netflix i was like oh I'll check it out. Fine. And then, like, I'm not underwhelmed, but I'm not overwhelmed either. I'm just whelmed. You ever just be whelmed? I don't think you can in Europe. (laughs) So. Well, most sports movies don't have that. Yeah. they, They don't. And I'm wondering, is it, is it a dead genre? Are we going to try? Because like, I think the other movie that kind of tries to screw with it a little bit is For Love of the Game, which I saw years ago, maybe 10 years ago. It's a Kevin mm. Costner, Kelly McGillis, I want to say. JK's... Oh, he's, pitching, he's pitching the perfect game. Right. So he's basically, yeah, you're watching this guy at the tail of his career pitching a perfect game. And interspersed throughout the game 
is the story of his love life with this one lady. And she's at like an airport bar watching the game. And I, I don't remember all this. It's been such a long time. But um, it, it had a cool effect uh, that I liked. The whole kind of like, you know, when he kind of zones out the crowd. And they give you like a visual re- representation of him on the mound, ready to pitch. And like the entire crowd goes into like a a blur and the sound and like the all the pulls like it pulls all all the sound out, so you get a sense of what it's like to pitch in that kind of environment. And so that movie was kind of different in that regard, but at the end of the day, he still gets the perfect game. Spoiler alert! And you know, and he and he rides off into the sunset with it. But like, is there anything that can be done about this? genre that would make it more interesting i'm gonna get some water you you go ahead and talk i can hear you (laughs) i'm coughing here i'm like i need to get something to drink i'm gonna pass Uh, i'm gonna step away and let you do this um (laughs) well i you know those sports the sports you pick you know certain ones you can do where you don't have to win you know boxing you don't have to win if you just pummel the guy for 15 rounds and turn his face into you know burger meat it's it's basically like winning because it's like he went far enough. So Rocky kind of gets away with that, you know? And the only thing I can think of where they don't win is like, bring it on when they do the cheerleading competition and they don't (laughs) win that either, but they get second because they're out of like, you know, 15 other groups and they like, we did this on our own and it feels like we got first. So that's okay. But all the other sports, I mean, what's he going to give up like a, a walk and he pitched a no hitter? Eh, come on, that's not the same thing. You know, it's everything else is like a close but not quite kind of sport. You know, yeah. you, you, know you don't want to watch a guy get a tie. So it has to be about the person. And this, you know, they always have predictable outcomes. I mean, that's just sort of how it is. Um, which is what people usually want. I mean, when, when you go to see Top Gun, you want to see them blow stuff up. You don't want to watch fighter jets get shot down with Americans in them. Fine. Okay. Yeah. That's that's what that's what you're expecting. They've just done so many of them that uh, I don't think there's anything left to surprise you. I think the Bring It On example is a really good one too because it's <laughs> movie is so much better than it is any right to be. When you consider yeah, what was right. going on at the, I mean, like watching the behind the scenes documentary on the like on the DVD, like the director had no idea what kind of movie he accidentally ended up making. But for those of you who haven't seen Bring It On, you should go watch it. And for those of you who aren't going to watch it, basically, it's about a Southern California high school, like a really fancy uh, a public school. And their cheerleading squad is the best in the country. And they win national championships on ESPN. And turns out that the reason they're so good is because their old captain has been stealing routines from the African-American cheerleading squad from East Compton High School in the not-so-nice part of Southern California. And... They have to basically reinvent themselves as a squad to compete 
And it's really about Kirsten Dunst. Can she be a, a leader of a team that, you know, doesn't just rest on its laurels but goes off and has to make up a huge deficit? And you're right. It's about the people in the story. It isn't about cheerleading. And my friend John always told me, like, you know, Rocky is a movie about a boxer. Rocky Two is about boxing. And that's why the more Rockies you get, the more montages you get. You don't get a lot of montages in the first Rocky. It's just him hitting that, you know, that that thing of meat with the like, like the news crew watching him punch it. It's like this is, you know, how you train for this fight kind of a thing. <clears throat> and um, and that's kind of what makes for love of the game a little different is that you're watching somebody exercise their relationship demons by playing baseball. Ultimately, it's not it's not different enough to make it really kind of stand out. Like, you know, like Rocky or Bring It On because. The 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 measurement of success is different, you know. In Rocky, it's can he go the distance? Bring it on! Can we do this on our own? And the answer is no. You you can't. <laughs> They're still better than you. <laughs> but you also gain something that you would not have achieved if you had if you, if you hadn't known about the person stealing your your uh, your routines, and so you win something else that's more important than that. So the only thing left, I think, is sort of, I mean, I would, I'm would. i just guessing here. It's kind of a spitball. Is the, is the idea of sacrifice, like what do you give up to, to achieve this? In the end, it seems you kind of have to have your cake and eat it too. Is that always possible? Well, I think in sports movies, it's, it's the time and the energy. Isn't that the idea? Right, but he, that's... A, he's not with his family while he trains, and he's up at 4, and he's up at 3.30. He's always exhausted. He's eating raw eggs, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it it's giving up everything, and it's the risk you take that you might succeed or you might not. So, like, that's... You just don't see that because... You know, you're not seeing what he's giving up because it always, you know, it works out in the end anyway. Yeah. You know. So, so the other, the other movie that I would, I, I point us to is actually not what you would think of as a, as a sports movie, but it technically is, and that's Whiplash. And well, that's so, not a sports movie. That's a competition. Yeah, Just it's not. It's a, like, but that's competitions are not always sports. But it's structured very much like a sports movie. And again, I found a thing on YouTube where a guy... Oh, so someone else had this idea. So, oh, yeah, I know. This wasn't my <laughs> oh, okay. idea. Not at oh, all. I'm going to no. argue with a YouTube video here. I'm like, all no, right. no, no, no. So this guy, uh, Adam Neely, he's like, you know, a pretty pr- a prolific um, music theory guy on YouTube. And I came across his channel because he just said, like, this is what I, what I thought of of Whiplash, and he's like, this is the only movie made about but about, about music education, and I wanted to watch it. So I was like, okay, I guess it is the only movie made about it. And he said, like, it's not really like this, because people who like music, you know, like it a lot, and they love it, and they play it, and they're happy all the time. Everyone in this film is miserable. And so it's not really true, and... But he said, like, it's, you know, it really is more of a sports movie because the competition aspect of it is so important. The way the character goes through ebbs and flows is very similar to how characters in sports movies do it. And so 
the thing I like about Whiplash is the end because, you know, I'm trying to think of like how to summarize the plot of it, but basically it's about a kid who wants to be the best drummer, the best jazz drummer in the world, practices all the time. You watch all kinds of montages of him banging on the drums and putting his hand into buckets of ice. Again, not something people actually do. And he basically gets abused by his teacher. And throughout the, throughout the course of the movie, he ends up basically ratting on him to people who, you know, say, hey, we've got, you know, reports that this guy is, is, is abusing his students. You know, will you testify against him? And he does, and he ends up dropping out of school, and he runs into the guy later on. And the guy sets him up to fail at a jazz competition where he might get get uh, noticed by by some scouts again very much like a, like a like a sports film and so the last scene of the movie for those of you who haven't seen it is that he he realizes he's been set up he starts to fumble around on the drum kit can't figure out what's going on then the mean teacher says, I knew it was you the whole time, and you know th- th- this is my revenge. And he kind of skulks off the stage, and his dad, Paul Reiser, is there. He's like, oh, it's okay, son, let's go home. And then he just goes, nah, fuck it. And he goes back out on stage, and he takes takes control of the band and does like a 20-minute jet, uh, a drum solo. And then all of a sudden, him and J.K. Simmons, the teacher, are locked in like a simpatico kind of moment where they're, where, where, where he's coming into his own. He's scoring the touchdown. He's doing whatever, you know, he's doing all the things. He's being successful at this thing. But it comes at a cost because the whole movie is about Charlie Parker. Can you be good at something and maintain enough of yourself to be considered a healthy person? Charlie Parker died at 34 of heroin use and unbelievable drug abuse. And it's it's the thing that runs through his mind. It's like, can I live a normal life and yet still be the best jazz drummer on the planet Earth? And how much of, of yourself do you have to sacrifice? And to me, what was always important about that movie was the fact that he basically decides to not be normal and not be healthy and not sort of do the smart thing, which is to take care of himself and to you know go be with his dad and you know realize when he's licked, and not to even overcome the teacher and like you know surpass him in some way, but to really go no, if I I can do this, I'm going to show him. And then they have a moment where the two of them are are engaged. The last shot of the movie is actually J.K. Simmons cueing his his last. I guess measure or two of the jazz of the drum solo, and it's what makes that movie, okay. you know, engaging to me. And I wonder, is there a thing in a sports, in a more straightforward sports movie, where that is made clear? Like here, yeah, he gives up his time and his energy to train to do a thing, but at the end of it. He's in super good shape, and he still has all of his fingers and toes, and his family loves him. And like, there is no sort of sacrifice from which there is there is no reward. Sometimes it's just sacrifice towards the greater thing involves the destruction of something else. 
And that's the only thing left to see in a sports movie that I really haven't haven't seen. Like Rocky, Rocky even makes a personal sacrifice in that first movie where they cut his eye. Like his his eyes all swollen, and he's like, you know, if you if you cut it, I can see, and we can kind of like stitch it up. It's like, yeah, but if you if we you know, if we do that, it's not good. I forget what the actual you know permanent damage was, but like he didn't he he was. That's why in the second film he fights right-handed because he he was cut over the eye that made him sort of like partially blind. The thing with sports movies is that, like a sport, the question becomes how far are you willing to go? And I equate that better with um, Remember the Titans is a better example of that because yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. he's willing to push them in ways that they are uncomfortable and unhappy. And sometimes he has to be reined in that coach by his other coaches who tell him that you are taking this too far, not because it's a high school football team, although it is, but because he's, he's about to hurt them. Like he's, he's demanding too much. And in a, a sport, especially or with a skill or something like that you can damage a person that way and whiplash is not like that because whiplash is about an abusive teacher who abuses this boy and forces him and manipulates him into doing things that he probably doesn't need to do to be a good drummer you know like everyone's like well the real question is is, is it how he's supposed to be no 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 the question is why doesn't he get rid of this guy sooner? Because he's putting it into his head that this is what he has to do, which is not true. You know, like, well, you know, the greats did this and they did that. And Miles Teller buys into all of that stuff. And he lets the JK Simmons manipulate him that way. But that's, he's only doing it the way JK Simmons wants him to at the end. So when they have those moments of like, where they're looking at each other, like, Hey, he gets it. Oh, I finally, I made a really great. No, JK Simmons is happy that he's convinced this guy to do what he wants him to do, you know? And he thought he had him in a moment of triumph where he was crushing his spirit right there on the stage. And miles Teller came back and said, hell screw that. I can play whiplash for 20 minutes. And the, the excitement in J.K. Simmons is, well, look at that. I did get through to him to do what I wanted him to do. So like, I don't look at that as, as a win for anybody. I look at that as here's this abusive teacher who's managed to grind this kid down so much that he can mold him into whatever he wants, which is not great. He can well, play no. well. I but, mean, he can play well. That, well, that's the thing about but it. He is could, that, but he could play well in another way, I'm sure. Sure. Well, it's just a matter of opinion. It's like, this is, it's the, sort of is the it? quintessential, <laughs> yes, it is. It's the, you know, the, so like, what's it called? Um, it, it's one of those carrot versus stick things. Which thing works better? Is it better to, 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 to be the soft touch to encourage people to do things or is it better to yell at them and you know demean them to knock them down to then build them back up in your own image kind of a thing just two different ways of going about doing it the, the jk simmons character is the most extreme that you could be in that role where you like you're really going to break the person down to their nothing and build them back up we all look at this as being you know sociopathic and that's appropriate we should do that um 
but what, 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 but nobody, what, what nobody questions at the end of the movie is, is he an elite musician at the end of the movie? And the answer is unquestionably, yes, he is. Is it right to get him there by that method? That's the thing that's questionable. The end result is obvious. Would it have worked if he had been a nice guy about it in real life? Probably. In the movie, in the world of the movie, I don't know, because it didn't happen. But, like, that idea, which is not a new idea, all truly brilliant people in the history of mankind, Newton, Schubert, (laughs) um, you know, Beethoven, all these guys were nuts. Like, nobody, they're they're not well. The thing is that they just, but you're, you're talking about sacrifice, but this is not a sacrifice. This is destruction. They destroy these people. The reason he doesn't make it to the thing on time is because he gets hit by a car in whiplash. <laughs> yeah. He can't find what he's looking for. He's, he's late to something and he's driving recklessly and he gets hit by a car. And, and then they, like, you know, he can't play like he shows up bloodied and, 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 bleeding and you know he's a mess he like passes out on the drum set or whatever you know he destroys him and if and as time goes by in the movie like time passes like you know he has to like recover and then they ask him does your teacher do this to you he says yes you know and then he's out for a while like he's not playing anymore you know i think i think he's playing but they, they have somebody else whatever it is i can't remember but the point is that if the teacher hadn't gotten tried to get his revenge on him it would have been over like it just would have stopped. He would have not probably kept playing. The same with Remember the Titans. He was physically hurting them to the point where they were too exhausted to play. And if he hadn't been reined in, they would not have gotten a little bit of rest and all this other stuff. So like those methods at that point become destruction. So you don't usually see that in movies with sports where you you watch them get broken down to the elements, but the coach or whoever it is is always trying to say, you can just push through this. I'm going to help you or I am supportive in some way. Hard, sure, you know, I'm a hard ass, but I'm here to help you. Whereas the other ones are like, I'm going to grind you so far down that you will just automatically be better. But they, those people end up learning their limits as well. J.K. Simmons doesn't. He, he's, he's the exception to most of those rules. So there isn't any like that in this movie. You know, you just see him work out and be separated from his family and the obstacles he comes up against are kind of like, you know, we can always find another way around that. <laughs> and the end, he ends up playing for a different team, but he's playing at least, you know, so like he still gets what he wants anyway. Yeah. And so like none of what I'm talking about can really be applied to this movie, but I'm, you know, just. I'm wondering if there's much more to do with 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 the sports movie. Like I think I I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I think any like, given Sunday tried to do to do like a wide angle lens on like football. I mean, you and, can only take it so far before it's you're right. Like it's not really a sports movie at that point. Yeah. Same with superhero movies, is what they're always saying now. Like, how come these things can't be different? Well then they're not really what we're expecting. They're are they really then they become movies that just happen to have superheroes in them. 
Yeah. You know, everyone's always like, oh, they always have the big drag out fight at the end. Yeah, there's a there's a genre convention here. You know, it's like a love story. When they don't end up together, it's always kind of shocking. And even then, they end up with somebody. Like La La Land was this thing where they were like, oh, they don't get up. They don't end up together at the end. But they're still both in happy relationships with other people. And they look back on their own past fondly. You know, it's there's a convention that these things that, that they follow. Yeah. And that that becomes how good is the acting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I guess like that, you know, La La Land, La La Land would be the equivalent of what I'm trying to to say. Is it like same you can't character? Ha- <laughs> Interestingly, yes. Um, like you can't have them end up with nobody. Like, oh, you know what? That's not true because a- Annie Hall did that. <laughs> I mean, you can, yeah. It's just yeah. the people people usually don't like that. No, and I actually don't like Kenny Hall that much. Everyone's like, "Oh, he looks so great." Annie Hall is the first half. Annie the first Hall. half of Annie Hall is fantastic. The Annie second Hall's half of Annie okay. Hall kind of just falls off a cliff. But um, yeah. because it has no satisfying ending at all, like they just it just sort of stops. Right? It just sort of stops, and I was always kind of like, "Oh, that's that's weird," you know. And um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's so why I, I just. I think this is as good as it gets for a long time. Is this we're going to have these kind of cathartic, you know, fests of, you know, joy and just stick a compelling actor in there. And you don't need a great script. You can just kind of get by with this stuff. I mean, the other side of it is like, do you approach it from like a technical angle, kind of like Creed did? You know, Creed was like, let's make a boxing movie that's unlike any other boxing movie ever in terms of how it's shot. Okay, that was you know I I didn't love Creed at all, but I appreciated how like that was different, and I was like yeah I never would have thought to like put you like in like a video game style like you know yeah like a punch out. I mean yeah. with basketball it's tough because you have to do a lot of cuts because the ball travels so much. Yeah, and if you choose to zone out and just show a basketball game then you're losing the human element where like you can't get up in the guy's face and see anything, you know, or just different from like baseball where the action is slow. So you can zoom in on a guy and then watch like an event where he's throwing the ball, he's hitting the ball. Like you can take your time with each thing, whereas basketball, the ball is being passed around. It's being dribbled, you know, or hockey where like you can at least focus on one guy with the puck for a minute. He passes it next guy with the puck for a minute, you know, that kind of thing. So, and I don't, I don't dislike basketball. It's just, I, I'm just not, not interested in it, but um, it's not shot like it's a basketball game. So yeah, so you're trying to show the close up of his face. Like when he gets upset that he missed something, things like that. You know? Yeah. I did well, like the line about soccer where he's like, I still, <laughs> yeah. hate, I still hate soccer. Still and I'm like, hate yeah. soccer. My barber's tried to explain the, the beauty and majesty of soccer to me every time I'm in there and I'm just like okay a friend of mine tried to tell me that like if you if you watch the guys that don't have the ball that's what's like what I can do that at home <laughs> I don't have the ball <laughs> I don't have the ball either so <laughs> yeah so I don't know yeah soccer sucks okay so did you notice that he has he's an injured Adam Sandler he yeah. lost his career because he was injured in a drunk driving accident where he says, I tried to stop my friend from going through the windshield. And 
my hand caught the brunt of the of the glass and I injured and now I you know he has like a a brace on his hand permanently or whatever. Yeah. The the injury is on his left hand. But he says he was driving the car. Oh gosh, you're right. So he said because he's like I I was changing the radio, I looked up, the next thing you know I'm going right into a telephone pole. I leaned over to stop my friend from falling out and I cut my hand and that I ruined my career. And I'm like, wait, he was, huh? (laughs) And my wife came came home and said the same thing. She goes, did you notice this thing about his hand? I said, yes. (laughs) How did he lean over with his left hand? Yeah, you wouldn't cross your body to do that. You would just stick your right arm out. You just stick your arm out. I was like, that's a line that I didn't fix in post. It's an entire episode of uh, of Seinfeld about the sticking your yeah. arm out. Huh. Yeah, no, I did not catch that. That's interesting. Yeah, I also found it. I also found it strange that. I mean, he's five ten, which is not that short. But when he stands next to actual basketball players, they tower over him. Yeah. And he's like, I almost had my shot in the bigs. I'm like, you really? Yeah, that's sort of hard to imagine. Uh, yeah. You know. I mean, five ten is is very small for a professional basketball player. Yeah. There's really there's like a six four minimum now. Like they're just oh, so yeah. large. But like, like he was like gonna be this big thing. I'm like, Adam Sandler, really? And like the the, the other thing about basketball players too is that they're they're huge like Charles Barkley was teasing Conan O'Brien because Conan always jokes about how everyone said oh he you know you should play basketball because you're so tall and Barkley was like nah (laughs) you need uh, another 70 pounds on you before you can play basketball they said that about me all the time like what'd you you play basketball no of course not First well, of you, all, I'm uncoordinated as hell. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're I'm tall. I mean, yeah, but you're built pretty broadly too. You've got, you've got, you, you, you've got the shoulders for basketball as well. Um, you really have to be, you know, very, very, very big, and you know, it's a very aggressive sport. Which, you know, you can you can tell from these these movies, well, but they're not really is, playing that part. Of, they are very aggressive when they play basketball. Yeah, they're pretty aggressive. Well, our father was grew up in the Bronx, and he just you know shot hoops all the time. And he said like I was, he was really into basketball, and he stopped watching because because they were they turned into monsters. He was yeah. like, guys were not like that back then when I watched in the seventies and stuff like that. He goes, now they're all eight feet tall. They're two hundred and twenty pounds. You know, they have a wingspan of forty feet. He goes, they would just run back and forth on the court and just place it in. Yeah. You know, it was like it was boring at that point, and that's all I can think when I watch these guys. Like they're like they don't need to dunk, <laughs> like they can and they do, but they're just so big anyway. It doesn't really make a difference. It's all yeah, their style. It's not really impressive if you only if, like if you, if your verticals is like a foot and a half, and uh, yeah. you know <laughs> that's that's all you need to dunk. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about you know. Once you've once you've reached the point where you're you you've got the ability to find people that are genetically designed to play this sport, you know it's like Bob Bowman found Michael Phelps. Like, yeah, okay, like you know, you just took one look at him and you and you go, yeah, your body was basically better than anybody else's in, ter- in terms of its design to 
to do this one sport. And we're just going to train you until you throw up to, to, to do yeah. it and pray to God that your psyche doesn't snap in half. And it worked out just fine. Yeah. You, you but did um, <laughs> you did okay. And there's a lot of, you know, kids. And, I you know, it's like the, the other thing about, about basketball, too, that, you know, it's the same is true in football, but it's really, it's, you know, they take a lot of young black men and they 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 designed a sport around the individual talents of these people and so you know you just go out there and you find one guy like lebron james or or you know or um uh, michael jordan and you can put them with anybody you know and they'll be they'll make everyone else better I mean, that's what makes them special same thing with tom brady tom brady just makes other people better cuz he's just that good at something but you know it's one thing baseball can't do <laughs> like that's one thing i like, it has to be played like a team you can't play baseball as an individual even though there are points with the like, pitcher and the batter you know like they're pretty isolated in their in their two roles but basketball you know you just look for that guy who's designed a certain way and it'll work and it's, there's few guys out there you know like steve kerr or other guys that are just great athletes and you know and can play the game, you know Iverson is another one like that. They're not these aren't huge guys. They're just aggressive or they're uh, like you know Larry Bird's a bit like this because he's you know he's pretty tall. But Larry Bird just just decided that like fuck everybody. I'm just gonna play this as hard as anybody else could possibly do it. And um and uh, but yeah no like once you get guys that are Six nine and have a wingspan longer than their act. That's longer than their height. You know, you can do whatever you want. It's not. It's it's a different kind of game at that point. Yeah. So I, I had a hard time seeing Adam Sandler doing that. Although I had a more hard time imagining that Queen Latifah ever slept with him. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, they were cute though. I thought they were cute. Yeah, they had a nice thing. Because like, they're but the, she's just she's. Like, it seemed like buddies. Like yeah, it didn't. Lovers, it, it did not seem like a husband and wife thing because they they weren't really like intimate in that way. That like, yeah, they were always uh, they, they were cozy. Each and, other. Yeah, they were really making yeah. fun of each other. You know, but like I and like I wasn't sure. Like, is that his stepdaughter? Because like, or like, this is his cousin? Or I don't know. It was it, it was they had a weird relationship in that regard. But um. But it's certainly a fun way to kill a couple of hours. So, yeah, it was it was an okay movie. Just, yeah. like, it, it's a Netflix much. movie. It's like we we can't be too shocked that it. This is sort of like yeah, this was fine. It's better than most of them I've seen. But well, I don't know if he's still doing that deal where he he signed a deal for his company to make like a ton of movies for Netflix, and most of them were those dumb chintzy comedies yeah um but this might have been one of them where he was like let's do something else you know yeah so uh, it's it's better to see that than like whatever the last one was or about halloween or something i couldn't get through it i was like all right turn this off <laughs> halloween yeah he was he was doing something where like it was like a comedy horror thing oh, sure. i missed that one completely so 
All right. Well, if you guys had any thoughts out there about Hustle and Adam Sandler, you should let us know. You can uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3 Drinks In Pod. Uh, you can let us know on Facebook. You can email us at 3 Drinks In Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Check out the merchandise store over there at tpublic.com. And don't, don't forget to leave ratings and, 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 and reviews. We'd really appreciate those. Anything else? Yeah, that's it. All right. As always, please drink res- responsibly, and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>